the unveiling of the company of heaven. Every man and every woman is a star. more to the Free Radical Media Podcast. I am one of your co-hosts this evening, Eric Scott Picard, uh, joined as ever by our co-founder, Patrick Ryan. And tonight we've got a return guest, our friend John Carrico. Uh, John, uh, you may have heard his previous podcast with us some months back. Uh, John and I actually write for one of the same organizations, the Fifth Column News. Um, John is an activist, uh, author, writer, and journalist with the Fifth Column News, the Pontiac Tribune, among other organizations, and he's kind of a social media phenomenon now. So we're going to talk with John Carrico a little while, anarchist activist, and uh, John, hello, welcome to the show. Hey, how's it going? Um, doing real well uh, today, and uh, having a... Really productive day. Uh. Yeah, getting getting some new projects together. We'll talk about that later. Um, you know, uh, John and I actually just recently came back from <clears throat> uh, the Democratic National Convention in Philadelphia. Uh, we were up there covering it with uh, with Free Radical Media and uh, live streaming on the Pontiac Tribune. Uh, you probably uh, fans of Free Radical Media will probably have caught some of our footage and. Uh, our stuff in the last couple of weeks regarding the DNC. So I guess tonight we're going to talk a little bit about uh, everybody's favorite subject, electoral politics. <laughs> um, uh, Pat, I know you had a thought before uh, the podcast. You wanted to kind of start us off with, uh, I guess, maybe a little conversation. Yeah, um, you know, I think we are probably in one of the most um, pivotal points in not just world history, well, in world history, but in particular American history, uh, what's going on with this whole election. Um, I think we're witnessing a phenomena in politics that has never really been witnessed before, especially if you really want to read into things and look, um, sort of inquire into what's going on behind the scenes. And, you know, I think it's just getting stranger and stranger every progressing week. And I'm at the point now where I'm, I'm sort of just shrugging my shoulders. I mean, I know what I don't like, and I know I really don't care for either candidate. Um, but as to, as to who I don't like more, I'm sort of, you know, I, I'm sort of really um, kind of confused. And I sort of don't know if I would really, you know, I've heard it said many times before where people are saying, you know, uh, people on the far left or whatnot that are make the argument, well, you'd almost be better to get Trump in because it'll sort of drive it all into the ground and sort of just get it over with type of type of logic which which I don't agree with but you know the 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 people that are sort of winding up murdered and the 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 leaks from WikiLeaks that are coming through 
I'm sort of really just my paranoia about this whole Clinton uh, campaign and a Clinton uh, presidency is like kind of going through the roof even more than the even and it's scary because it's going through the roof even more than a Trump presidency and that's saying something you know yeah yeah um either option we're looking at right now is, is extremely scary and um and in different ways um but in a lot of the same ways too um i think that it's 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 really difficult to speak on which one would be a scarier outcome because we don't know what Trump's capable of. We do know what Hillary's capable of. We do know that she may not have the people behind her as Obama did, but she has all the corporate donors and like some of the Republicans and that kind of bipartisan that never works out for the people, the kind of bipartisanship that only works out for the um, the elite. And uh, she's got that. Um, she's got that cornered she's very very smart she's very very um uh able to um sway um all sorts of um opinion leaders um she's able to um move uh media in such a way that that you know um they don't even have to say they like her for her to still um come out looking at least you know i mean she, she's she's a very um good politician is is the thing and and she's um and you know th there's no real way to know what she believes except for we know that she believes that somehow making all this money is going to turn out well for her um and then that you know so i think that what we have to do is just like with any other um capitalist that is uh you know the, the, uh these 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 opportunists you know really who uh that we we have to make it to where they don't get what they want. They don't get their money. They don't get their uh, their their cut for doing horrible things to the American people. And I don't think that I think that regardless of who wins or loses, or whether we vote third party, or whether we we have to start um for lack of a better term, fucking with their money. Like we can't like if if they, if that's what if that starts happening if we can start to uh, mess with their the way that they're getting paid then they'll not be as incentivized to do that and honestly I mean that comes through boycotts that comes from making our own food that comes from so many different things uh, to you know all the way to sabotage right. and I think that we really have to uh, right now if if we can if we can figure out a way to uh, create an alternative system that doesn't that this system is obsolete. That's important. Uh, there's just so many things we have to do to make it to where that system no longer functions to serve the people that it serves, and that they know that they're going to get justice instead of getting pay paydays. You know. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. And it, it's it's really this financial aspect that's so troubling. Um, you, you know, talk, speaking about Hillary Clinton, you, you know, when when she was Secretary of State, it appears through some of these documents. That she essentially used the State Department as a international arms dealership, you know, it's like this quid pro quo program where she would receive huge donations to the Clinton Foundation from foreign powers, foreign governments, foreign corporations, and then all of a sudden those foreign powers would get, you know, arms deals, increased arms deals. Uh, you know, in some of these cases, you know, Saudi Arabia, for example, I mean, they use these arms to conduct, uh, you know, what's basically a silent genocide in Yemen. Um, 
it's pretty terrifying. And it all goes back down <clears throat> to the money. It goes back to that financial economic aspect. I heard this wonderful quote recently, and um, it was, you know, it's not about business. And it's about, not about ideology. It's about business. If you look at um, Israel and Turkey, for instance, they both give money. They buy, both buy uh, cheap oil from Daesh. Mm -hmm. And the reason they do that isn't because they are particularly interested in starting a caliphate, I don't think. I think it's more that they are is the cheapest gas, yep. and so they're going to buy it from. It's uh, a lot of these things. You know, I've heard the term hydropoly recently, or uh, is that the word? Mm. Um, where it's it's not that these these people have the same interests; they just have the same mechanisms to get their interests met. And so, um, and so, uh, you know, that's that's what Trump and uh, Hillary have in common. And even if Trump's a shill for Hillary or whatever is going on here, I don't know. It's, it's a whole bought out election. People are waking up and that's what we saw on the streets of the DNC was yeah. that people were, people were ready for something different. They didn't know exactly what they, uh, you know, you, you have people who, um, who are just waking in politics because of Bernie Sanders, which is what the political revolution, if, if nothing else, the political revolution, he cre uh, helped, uh, helped bring about the occupy, bring about that's been going on since, you know, um, for since since we've been you know been here uh, since before we've been here since uh, you know uh, there there was there was people who were um, the the diggers and uh, and people who were trying to fight for something that was uh, that was a world where we didn't have to have private um, interests be able to decide how we performed our everyday functions. And, uh, and I think that the DNC specifically, right now people are like, well, how do we get back to something where we're not beholden to, um, to, to, to these uh, huge powers? How can we get back to something where we were sustainable the way we lived before we started becoming unsustainable? Mm -hmm. And I think near-term human extinction puts kind of a uh, – this kind of you know, cl climate change disaster, uh, I, you know, that's it's, uh, – you know, um, just inevitable, um, pushes us in such a way that we haven't been pushed in the past to um, not just be able to um, figure out um, how to reform the system slowly over a long period of time, because we may not have that long period of time anymore. And it's becoming ever more um, scary to think about uh, what future generations have in store for them. And, and right now it's, it's, it's important. I mean, Green Party seems like uh, something that's, that's that's potentially um, green, <laughs> not a name, but nominally. But um, but we got to really, really look into what any of that means ever. And I, I just, it's 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 you know, and and even when we're choosing one of the goods that we that we you know the instead of lesser evils, um, even if they're trying their best. We have to figure like is is are they going to be able to even if even if Jill Stein won the presidency, what would she be able to accomplish? If Bernie Sanders won the presidency, what would he be able yeah. to accomplish? And uh, and how can we you know as fast as possible dismantle what is creating these uh, ecocidal projects? Yeah, totally, yeah. totally agree with you. I mean, I think it's it's just important to remember that at this point, it's essentially just a runaway train. I mean, politics, trying to elect the right officials in office, in my humble opinion, is just not going to work. I mean, we've done it. We've been doing it for decades on end here, and, it, and it's not working. It's not coming up with any tangible solutions. 
And I think somehow we need to use media in a way to promote regenerative cultural strategies in mass. And, and, you know, there's people that are interested. I mean, we, we obviously are networked with a lot of those types of people, but I think the important thing is reaching out to people that are sort of stuck in the cultural haze and snapping them out of it and really showing them that it's, you know, that this is a do or die moment. Like we have to start doing this now. Um, and you know, and I think that I've, I've noticed uh, over ever, since, we, since we talked last, I've honestly noticed um, when we when I start uh, having conversations with people about um, revolutionary uh, ideas, maybe not using those words, but um, that people st- are listening more. People aren't shrugging it off. People are really wanting to um, when I'm uh, wanting to come together and build community, come together and figure out a way to defend ourselves from. Um, uh, potential catastrophe or potential um, uh, tyranny. And at the same time, people are um, interested in um, figuring out solutions so that we don't have to worry about impediment of conflict resolution so we can learn how to resolve our conflicts better and better each day by ourselves. Um, people are waking up, and this is a lot to do with Black Lives Matter. Black Lives Matter is one of the most important social movements of all time. And yeah. uh, it's, yeah. it's, it's, it's amazing. Uh, it's I'm privileged and honored to even... Uh, be able to you know, communicate with um, people who are um, such great activists to be able to shift the national conversation in such a short period of time from is this individual uh, guilty enough to um, be worthy of extrajudicial punishment on the streets to what are we going to do about systemic police injustice and, and racism and and that's that's a, that's a, that's such a powerful powerful um, movement I, I think that uh, right now. People are just waking up and and, and becoming radicalized, becoming uh, becoming ready to um, enact that kind of radical potential that uh, that we haven't seen since like I don't think I mean historically I don't think I've ever seen in my life obviously but historically probably since the 1930s um, mm. and uh, and I mean maybe the 60s but but like it, it, you know it's uh it's 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 huge and I think that. Uh, the, the language, of course, we talked about that last time, I think, was uh, the language uh, can change a little bit. But honestly, right now, um, whether you're talking to a, um, a, a poor person from the South whose family is conservative or you're talking to somebody who's from the middle class uh, uh, and a Democrat, um, community building and sustainability and food justice and like there's so many issues that we can have in common. And I swear, if, if Pershmerga and YPG can work together – you know what I'm saying? Uh, we can work together, and we don't have to um, focus on these. Uh, we we need to focus on electoral politics enough to bridge people over to what we're talking about and to show them how it's a facade if they don't already see that. But uh, at this point, um, I think that a lot of people are just ready to go and do something different. And and if we're providing for people's needs and we're providing for people's, uh, that's what we have to. That's that's whenever we're gonna people are gonna start seeing. Oh, this other thing is working very well. And uh, and we'll start. It's just gonna. Do, it's just gonna implode. I think what all three of us kind of feel, and what I know that people intuitively feel, especially you know, like being in Philadelphia, um, uh, just just the the mood of the people on the streets. Uh, I, I realize that people just intuitively know that the situation is dire, 
you know, we, we're facing an extraordinarily dire point in our historical evolution as human beings, as our species. This is a crisis point. I think of the, the madness of this electoral cycle, which uh, it, it constantly it shocks me, uh, the <sighs> insanity of this current electoral cycle. Uh, it's uh, utterly and completely ludicrous. <laughs> you know, it seems like every day there's something just more and more absurd. It's like the whole thing. It, and, and I think people are seeing that, that, that that's the whole thing, that it's a sham. It's a farce. Yeah. I mean, it's an absurdist play, it seems like. You know what I mean? It's it like just, Andy Kaufman. Yeah. You know. Um, I, I feel like that's why, um, I don't know. Um, that's why me and Eric kind of are... Uh, I, I, for those of you who don't know, um, Eric uh, and, and his uh, and Heidi, um, his significant other, are uh, moved down here from uh, Ohio, and they've you know, we've been working on projects together. One of our projects that we're working on right now with our friend Christopher Artell is a show called How to Overthrow an Empire, and uh, and um, what we really want to do is just, is talk about tactics throughout the throughout history how they've worked how they've um, not worked uh, what, what how to classify them in terms of what they uh, propose to do where they propose to inform organize sustain dismantle or resist and um, and, and I think that it's a key time right now to um, to point to these kind of tactics because people are realizing that uh, that if we that we may get in trouble if we do something illegal to to, to stop this. But the trouble we'll get into is nothing compared to what might happen if we don't stop this. And when people get to that point, um, that um, I think that's that's a key time to like be able to like just pe- um, condense all that information that you know we've been studying and and, and that people have been uh, putting out for years into a, into a, um, into something that people can um, watch and and get like a lot of information and uh, get. Uh, ideas for how to um, move forward every day, you know, and I think that that's why, you know, alternative media is so amazing right now with all the different abilities to, uh, to key in on different specific subjects. It's, it's, uh, I'm, I'm really excited about what we can do with this project. Mm. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Uh, once that video project is uh, up and running, it'll be hosted via Free Radical Media and the Bib Column Network for anybody who wants to check that out eventually. There'll be more news and updates about that in the future. Um, <clears throat> but yeah, I, I, I think you're right. I think that, uh, I think given the, the gravity of the current situation, and I've said this numerous times before, uh, you know, I, I think a lot of the solutions to problems in society that arose in the 20th century uh, we need to move beyond those kinds of solutions, you know. Um, I think more and more people believe that now too. Uh, it, it, I mean, you know, if we want to return to the election cycle, um, uh, well, what are the numbers? What is it? it's like nine percent of Americans voted for either Hillary Clinton or Donald Trump, which means ninety-one percent of Americans didn't vote for either Whoa. one of them. Whoa! Uh, that's it, that's incredible. And these numbers, I think, I, you know, I. I I could I could look up uh, the original source. I think this was uh, uh, New York Times quoting a Reuters poll, perhaps. Uh, but it was you know I mean this is good polling. This isn't you know straw man polling. Um, that's shocking. You know how, how could how could we say that uh, that democracy in the United States is working 
when we have the two most unpalatable candidates set before us, and it just seems like a, a continuing, <laughs> you know, just a, a continuing shit show, for yeah. lack of a better term. It doesn't seem, you know, there was some sort of like, if all if less than this percentage of the population votes, then you know we you know we have a constitutional convention or a, you know or some sort of restart something, or you know there's some sort of contingency plan. The the you know the only thing is you know the people who have class interests that somehow um, Hillary Clinton or Donald Trump promote are the only ones who are really going to vote and be uh, and you know that's why so many of us you know in the in the in our in our um um. In the younger demographic, uh, don't we, we're like, wait, who's voting for Hillary? Because you know our social circles, our social circles are not um, are not those. It's, you know, um, we, we're, that's that's another. I mean, like we have so much uh, uh, distance from the people who who consume Fox News, MSNBC, and CNN on a daily basis. It's 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 uh, it's, it's it's almost. Um, it's strange. It's a, it's a strange culture uh, uh, clash right now between uh, between people who who are who are on the internet and like reading stuff um, uh, and 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 following you know a kind of uh, alternative media. Uh, there's there, there's subcultures within that, of course, but then there's like then there's like the the mainstream subculture that once was. I mean, five years ago, is just crumbled. Like like people are tired of that, and they and and they still follow it somehow. I mean, there's still like people who follow it and know this bullshit, but they still follow it because of habit or something. And they and they'll and they'll and I, like my like I have a, a friend who they they'll talk to me about how it's all they're all liars, but then they'll still somehow end up around the idea of well, we gotta vote for Hillary because Trump, you know, and it's uh, and uh, or we gotta vote for Trump because of Hillary. Either way. It's it's like they, they get the fact that it's all messed up, but they still are like, well, there's only the two options that we have out. Right, know? right, exactly. They're they're so hijacked by this established narrative of how we bring about change that they're just not aware of they're not aware of the fact that there's actual tangible alternatives that doesn't involve politics that they could actually get involved with as soon as tomorrow if they really wanted to. And I think that's the goal is to show them that, number one, pol- this whole political thing we're involved with is a farce. It's, it's not, it's, it's, even if it did bring about change, the change would happen at too slow of a pace. Like, we're, we need solutions that, are, that could happen now. So it's like showing these people how, how they're already empowered and how their decisions could affect things and create a mass rippling effect literally within the next week if they really wanted to and to show just how much power they really have because i think because you know we, we tend to think you know at least like us three and i'm i mean i'm speaking for myself here but a lot of the people i associate with are countercultural, fringe type thinking alternative type thinking people but when i really look at people how they live a day-to-day life and the media they consume you know they come home, they watch TV, bullshit TV shows for, for five hours straight. They eat bullshit food. And the list goes on and on. Their their news feed on their social media is all a bunch of nonsense. I mean, this is literally what's going into their mind 24-7. They don't actually have very much of this alternative 
this these alternative viewpoints they're not really exposed to it so i think really our fundamental goal is to create is to create media that's so enticing but with the purpose of showing transformation tangible yeah. transformation things yeah. that we can literally uh, think, do right now yeah i think tangible, that, tangible solution one thing that really uh like facebook throttles a lot of alternative media um which 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 is which crime think recently wrote a, uh, a piece called deserting the digital utopia mm-hmm. and i do think that potentially having a different social media outlet that was specifically for activists that got popular yeah. could be something could be could be good and it might have some negative effects because it might take away a lot of people from from social media groups that already kind of uh, that, that that can kind of normatize. Uh, you you get something in your pop, your feed whenever you have a new friend who happens to be radical, but it could really you know um, get those things promoted um, maybe um, without the throttling that social that Facebook does. Um, but yeah, the new solutions are going to have to be on the ground. Like yeah, I love the way you said it. Like figuring out things that people can do tomorrow. To really get involved, because right. you know, the, the, for the people who are stuck in, I mean, there's there's levels to it. There's people who are stuck in the uh, the mainstream media. There's people who are stuck in the kind of conspiracy theory info war stuff. Yeah. There's people who are stuck in the protest movement, where they're just reform movement, where they're interested in politics, and they're actually they're they're so they're they're really involved. They're doing um, they're doing hard work, mm-hmm. uh, productive towards their means work. Yeah. Um, but they're but but they're but. You know, um, maybe they're trying to start. They're working at like a uh, a, st- uh, um, a startup uh, kind of uh, thing that starts up local businesses. They're not realizing that they're gentrifying. They think that they're helping mm-hmm. local businesses start up. They're really invested in that kind of thing. Um, but you know, they know things are messed up. But they they think that they can just do. Um, it's this individual action will change things somehow. That, that my individual decisions will somehow make it to where. Everything changes, but it is important for us to make individual change in our individual lives. But mm-hmm. at the same time, unless we, you know, um, make these systems obsolete um, by any means necessary, uh, it's going to produce the same uh, petty uh, power imbalances as always. So, um, but I think that, you know, potlucks, for instance, I think we talked about this maybe last time as well, but that can be something that's like just gets people together to build community meals, you know, um, community gardening. Just there's so many, um, things that people can do. Um, just food, not bombs, just so many tactics that people can use just to get people to be interested in coming to a place of where counterculture is even discussed. And, um, and then from there, you know, um, there's, there's many different projects starting up, um, that they're just so powerful. Um, and a lot of them, um, they, they can range from community policing to um, radio shows to uh, it's just it's it's uh, it's really anybody can get plugged in whatever whatever they're passionate about. It's fundamentally about kind of reclaiming our communities and our lives from these gigantic institutions that really don't give a damn about us. Yeah. Exactly. You know? yeah. 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 It's about reclaiming. Honestly, it's about reclaiming our humanity. You know, it's, it's it's such an alienating, uh, fundamentally alienating society. This massive centralized apparatus of corporate and state power um, that people forget. You know, we're human beings, and, and we can we can be self sufficient in our communities. We can protect our own communities. We don't we don't need them. You know, and and I think honestly, Pat, like what you were saying a little bit ago. Um, 
you know, it's, it's it, you know, people, you know, consume mass media. They consume this processed food. You know, they, they, they consume, um, they consume those products. It, it, it all, almost looks when you step back at it as if this is like a perfectly constructed cage. Right. This yeah. system, you know what I mean? And I think that's what, you know, the, the aforementioned conspiracy theorists folks uh, often talk about. The thing is, they're at least half right, you know? Uh, yeah, 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 <laughs> right, yeah, yeah exactly. You well, know? yeah, and it's, uh, I definitely love the way you put that, well constructed cage. It's, uh, it's you know, it, there's even things, and I love Mr. Robot, don't get me wrong, right? Mm-hmm. But there's even, there's even things like that that provide a, or V for Vendetta or the Matrix yeah. or whatever you want to say, uh, they provide an outlet, a steam release valve. Um, and the way Crime Think really put it well was you can either, they can either be selling you revolution or using revolution to sell their product mm-hmm. or using their product to sell revolution. Yeah. But again, even then, it's up to us. And if we're just mindless consumers of it and we, um, and we may get mad or we may talk about it, but we don't actually engage in, Figuring out how to um, form mass movements that, uh, or community movements, or you know, in some way, put our passions towards actual liberation, um, and and doing so, you know, um, and figuring out ways to get away from. I mean, that that honestly starts with the post left critique of work. I think is one of the biggest biggest things because if we if we Pretty always Bob Black, yeah. if we always assume that this puritanical concept that we have to be that all labor is better than no labor like they're like i'm not saying we should put our energies towards things that's the exact opposite of what i'm saying mm-hmm. i'm saying that if our energies are always constructed by what we can use to get these green pieces of paper in order to transfer our uh transfer to these things that we that, that make our paychecks feel like they're worth something um based on the culture that we surround ourselves with um, then we're then we're just going to continue in the same puzzle, and we have to be able to make it to where people don't have to do those things in order. So that means combining our resources, working together, and and and, let, and, and allow and not guilting people for not having jobs, not guilt, not putting people into the same uh, category of uh, of of um, of something negative because they happen to have money problems, and, and that's that's something that happens um, in interpersonal relationships, and it, it's hard, it's it's really hard, but we have to we have to realize that unless we stop putting our labor into that system, um, then that system's gonna keep going. Uh, that, that, that there's so much um, that we have to do that that we can that we can do if if we if we if a lot of us stopped worrying about that for a while. And really started like those of us who can, you know. I mean, obviously there's some people who cannot, and that's not, you know. I'm not trying to put the onus on saying that we should guilt people who do have jobs by any means either. But if we can put start putting our labor and doing what we love to do, doing what we do put our labor towards anyway, to our local communities, doing that, we we would we would have less work first of all. But I mean, not at first maybe, but over time. Um, but we would also have more productive work. That would be more. That would be less alienating, and abstracting from what we're right. actually doing because it's for our community. Because it's directly going to uh, our community, and it's not going to some. It's not being filtered through some huge corporation yeah. to get back to us. And that's a good. Uh, I think that's a good word to use. Abstract. You know, there's nothing about when you plant your own garden and you consume the food that you grew from that garden. There's nothing abstract about that, right? But going to some corporate job for doing one part of a task that doesn't seem too meaningful in the first place in order to enrich someone you've never met, those are that's loaded with abstractions. You know, uh, building your own house somewhere, 
there's nothing abstract about that. You're using parts that you, you, you know, that you acquired to build a, a, a structure in which you and your family are going to live. There's nothing abstract about that. But going to you know work in a uh, you know a mill somewhere, while it's you know good rewarding physical work in a lot of ways, uh, it's loaded with abstractions. You don't know where any of the parts came from. You don't know what they're going to do with them, and they're probably not paying you anywhere near what your actual share of the labor is. And you know, it's abstract. And we got to see each other as comrades, like really see each other as um, family. If you if you want to, or and that may be a word that's loaded with things for some people but what i mean is that we're going to take care of each other when we decide to make these huge steps towards our liberation that we're going to um that we're going to be um like like a you know a um like the same way that the police have the their 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 fraternity camaraderie um bullshit uh, <laughs> the same way we need to have that shit where we have each other's backs and we 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 can we can say fuck the police with a little bit of integrity as uh ramshack glory i believe says yeah. um because um because we know that these institutions don't we don't we don't have to rely on them anymore and when we can when we can get enough people to be uh that, that so i mean it can start with somebody who's passionate and listening to this right now if you live in an apartment building going and finding people in your apartment building who will be willing to have a meeting about what's going on in your uh, your apartment complex? Like, what is going on that you have problems with? And if you and then you figure out, well, who do we go to to, to all talk about this? Because one person yelling, "Man, the system's fucking me over!" over and over again, it's just really only into a vacuum, honestly. But if you get enough people with you, then not only can you can you, uh, it's the same it's the same concept behind unions. If you have enough union dues, you can strike and pay everybody, right? Yeah. Well, if you have enough people working together, you can meet each other's needs. Um, it's it's like the twelve loaves and uh, five fishes allegory or whatever it was. Mm -hmm. uh, it's it's the more people that come together, the more you can share from the little resources that you have. Um, the uh, it's it, there's 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 this kind of uh, the Zapatistas we learn by doing. The the more that we start to do these kind of things, the more that we'll. Um, at first, it may seem really freaking scary to say like, okay, well, we're all on this floor not going to pay rent this month because this guy hasn't done this thing or, you know, whatever, you know, but it's, but if it's all of you yeah. versus a few of you, when you, when it, if, 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 if the worst comes to worst and people do get arrested, that's a lot of people and they're not going to want to make a scene way more than there already is going to be yeah. um, the, the power in numbers is and so building numbers is so important and so integral um, to doing this, and 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 that's that's hard for people, for instance, who might have social anxiety or something like that. But if you but if you do have if you do have that, there's definitely a place for for you to put your passion and your and your um and your and your power. Um, but it's you know, and you might but you, you might want to find somebody who who you who you look up to in terms of uh, in terms of their ability to be outwardly uh, you know um, uh, inspirational. And, and go to them and say, look, I have these ideas, and you know, we can talk about this. And maybe we can form, you know, help them form class consciousness and be better on one-on-one -on -one conversation. Um, it, there's there's places for everybody in this revolution. And right now, we need people to uh, to stand up and form. Um, the right wing right now has a lot of a lot of defense capability, mm -hmm. and they already have a lot of land, and they already have a lot of organization. If worse comes to worse, resources. If worse comes to worse, I'm not even talking about the corporate fascist class. I'm talking about the the white supremacist right wing militias that 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 are that are right there, ready, you know, like you know whatever. If they, you know, if we we have to be just as organized as they are, if we expect for the power vacuum that exists afterwards not to like sway harshly in their direction, we have to look to people like the YPG and and the YPJ. We have to look to people like that because this is this is a this is a time where. Anything can start to like flop, and we can 
end up there's there's all kinds of stuff right now with China and Russia and like worldwide serious stuff that that, that, that could that could collapse our entire like that all sorts of situations right now could collapse our entire economy could collapse our our way of living and 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 maybe for the better or worse but regardless if we want to be able to to survive to see the next century at this point we have to create sustainable communities capable of defense that don't by necessity require the importation of resources they can obviously trade is good i mean i'm not trying to say that and i'm not talking about isolationism i'm saying that the requirement for importation of resources outside of a crisis means that you're going to have to uh, you're not being sustainable with what you have and we have to start doing that otherwise we're going to require oil transport and all sorts of things for a long 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 time more than we need to so um it's it's you know it's 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 in practice we have to figure out networking these communities to say what works and what doesn't work to allow for um, the majority not to always dictate what happens to allow for all uh, competing ideologies. You know what I'm saying? So, so, so for instance, if one group says we want to do this and one group votes, we want to do this. Well, let both groups try that thing. Um, if we, if, if we, uh, if, if there's, if there's, if there's somebody who does something as an individual and that thing is good for the community, we don't need to blame them just because it wasn't democratic. Um, the, the, there's, there's, we have to move on past like what mechanisms that we've used before to be able to move towards what we actually want to see. Yeah. And that's autonomy, right. liberation, equality. Yeah. Um, and that, and that's just it. And it, you know, if you think you know, look the last 20 years, how much of this sort of apocalyptic vision has been permeating everything. I mean, especially up to 2012, it was, you know, the end of days, you know, even going as far back as Y2K, it was like, and then, you know, we had the whole 2012 meme and it was like this, this vision of just destruction and how things are just going, going in a bad direction and on and on and on. And I think now's the time where we really need to put the pedal to the metal and start creating positive vision and go ahead. You know, people will call me, call us utopian, you know, utopian or whatever, but now it is, I think utterly pivotal to have and i'll say it utopian like visions visions that create and rouse such a reaction of beauty that it entices people to get up and motivates them to to get things done because you know if we keep looking at things as it's you know this doom and gloom sort of perspective i think that's counterproductive at that point i think I think people get it, and I think if they don't get it now, people are really going to start getting it within the next couple of years. But I think now it's time we shift and we really start showing them the opposite because when things really get bad, if we don't have that that vision to move towards, I think that's when we could really just sort of spin out and you know end up God knows where. Charles yeah. Eisenstein talks about that a yeah, lot. Yeah, exactly. he does. He does. You know, and I'm less interested in – you know, I'm I'm less interested in the end of days than I am in a new beginning. Mm. You, you know, uh, absolutely. Yeah, uh, you, you know, it, we we need to we need to remain positive that we can correct this situation, that we can write our course. And I think that there are a lot of strategies out there and a lot of things that we can do to do that. You know, it's just we need to take that step, and we definitely need to remove ourselves from. You know the power structure that that keeps us all locked into one place, one class, one you know one uh, one label. You know we we need to remove <clears throat> uh, 
that you know vertical structure of hierarchy uh, that kind of locks us all down into one thing. Right, and that and that's why the role of the alternative media is so pivotal. And the, it's funny because the further I get involved with this thing, and the more I see. I'm, I'm now it's really starting to dawn on me how critical of a role we're all playing in this that, you know, it may be and, you know, maybe I'm patting myself on the back a little too much, but it may be the role, the alternative media, because, it, you know, the, the mainstream is certainly doing the opposite of what we need to do. And it's like if we don't have a new narrative to fall into then like i said who's going to take who's going to take the reign you know? right that's so that's so important i mean and it's it's very important for us to normalize radical action to uh, to radicalize normal thought um, to to for the for the new media to cover for instance okay this is an interesting fact and uh, i think i read this in greenness and new red mm-hmm. um, by pioneer press will potter um, and uh, uh, I'm actually the deputy editor for um, Greenness New Red. I haven't been able to release much yet, been, but but I'm doing that um, right now. Um, I think that uh, they said that there had been like six thousand actions of uh, of sabotage towards fracking in New Jersey mm. over a period of so many years, natural gas uh, yeah. fracking, and uh, but only uh, but like and eventually they banned fracking, yeah. but. Like none of these events were covered by the mainstream media. None of these, you know, that that wasn't in the narrative. You know, that wasn't in the that, that. But they don't even. So that definitely had an impact. And if we and if we and if we um, forget the history, uh, what Utah Phillips calls long memory. If we have a long memory, yeah. if we have if we if we understand that throughout history, it's taken, you know, acts uh, that again fuck with the money of the people who who run shit. <laughs> for lack of a better term, um, then uh, then we're not going to get we're not they're not going to start start listening to us. They're not going to start listening to us. Cardboard doesn't make them listen to us. Uh, you yeah. know, um, marching on their buildings doesn't make the, the, it makes the public listen to us to a little bit. But the public is 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 is, is it has obviously very little um, pull on the fulcrum of power at this point. And to build a fulcrum of power of any sort, um, we're going to have to start taking matters into our own hands by any means necessary at this point. And I think that um, that any that whatever action happens, we have to start looking at it as how can we. And this may sound uh, propagandish, but we how can we spin this towards um, promoting revolution and, uh, and 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 in a positive in a, in a positive way, of course, having a positive vision of the future to to look towards, but. Um, but always looking to undermine the media, the, the narrative that the media produces, and also um, undermine the spectacle itself. I mean, that's that's uh, this, this, and uh, there's there's so many ways to do this. But we we have to be able to support each other. We have to know that there's a community there that's going to be able to support us if we if if the state um, when the time to resist comes. You know um, that, that we have to be able to uh, dismantle these power structures. Um, in a very real way, um, and and make them obsolete. You know, talking about the alternative media, especially, leads us uh, that leads us back to what we we're talking about a little bit before the show. Um, uh, we wanted to talk a little bit about WikiLeaks, I think. So, so what do you, what do we, uh, <clears throat> what do we think about 
I mean, what do we think about WikiLeaks and what do we think about Julian Assange? I think it's fucking awesome. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Yeah. I could. Uh, I'll second that. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I mean, just the you know the entire concept that we have an independent entity, um, you know, and as far as I've researched and you know following my gut, I think for the most part WikiLeaks is independent, um, and having an open source wiki of of you know whistleblowers, I think it's fucking brilliant. You know, yeah. I think it's it's is it is truly revolutionary in every sense of the word. I think that um, it, 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 it's some of the best journalism that's uh, has ever been done. I think it's um, I think that he deserves you know more than anybody a Nobel Peace Prize. You know, um, I think that uh, that that the guy uh, should be. Um, the guy should be free, for sure. Um, I think that what's happened recently with the DNC leaks has um, has changed history. Uh, he's done it over and over again. Um, he's he's put these things forward. It's it's a fulcrum in our in our in our um, in our dialogue. It's uh it's it's something that is uh, that is um, like Occupy, like Black Lives Matter, like Anonymous. Um, it is this this huge, amazing uh, activist entity. That's um, changed the course of history, and, and if we if we can uh, help support them and uh, help push for people to um, leak and 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 whistleblow uh, as much as possible and promote these things as much as possible, make these people into the heroes that they deserve to be. Not that we should have heroification in the sense that any one individual should be given some sort of uh, power over another, but at the same time. Uh, people respond to uh, uh, when people are appreciated. They they continue to do what if, if we, they feel like people are grateful for what they're doing. They continue to do it better. And uh, so you know, um, as much as we promote any celebrity or any rock star, or you know, as much as I love Radiohead, I should be loving WikiLeaks ten times more and, and promoting them ten times more than uh, and, and we're getting that to a culture where that's the cool shit to do. It's just as cool as going to Bonnaroo. Way cooler than that. Like getting involved in activism and and and, and moving. I mean, because that's what it felt like at the DNC. Going back to that, it's like it yeah. felt like it felt like it felt like a festival, a social justice festival, where there was rallies happening everywhere, conversations happening everywhere. Yeah. Uh, and um, but yeah, as far as the WikiLeaks uh, thing recently here, um, apparently, uh, from my yeah. hearing, yeah, yeah. Um, so yeah, this story. Uh, by the time you you're, you're listening to this, uh, you, you know. It, Longtime fans of Free Radical Media know we pre-record the show, uh, so that's why we try to bring you evergreen content. You know that uh, isn't exactly <clears throat> doesn't have to be time sensitive. Uh, but as of this recording, uh, there's a story floating around here that uh, one of the gentlemen uh, who worked at the DNC, who's been murdered, Julian Assange has heavily implied that he was very likely their inside source. I think that I've heard uh, that he was. But you know, I, can't, I can't remember where I saw that. And uh, yeah, WikiLeaks has offered a, <clears throat> I think it's $20,000 reward to anybody who has solid information about his murder, which is, has, as of, as of now, has gone unsolved. Um, it was, uh, the official narrative here is that it was probably the result of a robbery, which... Yeah, and, and look, I, you know, I'm I'm not gonna I'm I'm really not gonna speculate too much about this. 
I'll just say that if you're if you're gonna if you're gonna murder somebody, probably the best way to do it is to make it look like some random robbery. Right. You know what I mean? I'm just gonna throw that out there. At least take the guy's wallet. Yeah, you know, yeah, that's exactly. Hillary yeah, Clinton's you know. gonna write a book how I would have killed that guy who released the <laughs> like, like, like OJ Simpson's book. Oh yeah. <laughs> that was a ludicrous story too, yeah. <laughs> But yeah, yeah, yeah. So I mean, uh, look. Uh, and then there's also you know the narrative floating around that Julian Assange is some kind of uh, Russian agent trying to disrupt the U.S. election. Look, I, I think Julian Assange probably is trying to disrupt the U.S. election, but he's only doing so because he's got all this information that, by its very nature, is trying to be hidden. Because they're trying to rig an election. Right, right. It's like the know. audacity of these people. It's unbelievable. And people are buying that narrative, too. They're actually yeah. buying it hook, line, and sinker. It, it blows my mind. Look, I, 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 I'm sure Vladimir Putin would prefer to deal with Donald Trump uh, than Hillary Clinton. By all accounts, they loathe each other. They hate each other. Uh, and Hillary Clinton was absolutely anti-Russia when it came to the Syria situation. Oh, yeah. She wants to stop. She, I think that that's uh, the Balkan Sea, you know, that, yeah. that whole entire thing is, is – is, she's got her eye on uh, furthering imperialism, furthering, yeah. you know, the interest of Goldman Sachs, furthering the interest of probably, you know, uh, Western Saudis, Petroleum Qatar. companies, Western um, Petroleum companies. You know, you know furthering these interests that, that, that are um, – that are definitely – you know, out of line with the 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 ideas that what, what Russia would want entirely. Yeah. But that doesn't mean that that I mean just because it's it's again it goes back to business, not ideology. Yeah. It's uh they may be working together uh, on the short term for some sort of uh uh it's like RT. They run these shows that like uh, that are great shows like Abby Martin uh, yeah, Abby breaking Martin. the set. Who was uh, arrested at the DNC very briefly? Lee Camp, um, who was at DNC as well. Um, these uh, they, they 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 play these great shows, but of course they're there to undermine Ameri uh, uh, the the thoughts of uh, the American establishment for their own purposes. But that doesn't mean we can't use those to our purposes. I mean, it's it's, it's the the game is still going. You know, um, you know, it's not it's not you know, and so we just have to be aware that that it, that regardless of who. Uh, wins this election, regardless of who wins a war between Russia and China and America, that yeah. we have to that that are and I don't want to use the word ideology as much anymore, but that if we continue an ideology of um, we're not going to be ruled nor we're going to rule over others, mm -hmm. then um, and we build communities capable of defense, that we will be much better off and we will be we will be able to move towards um, a world that we want to see. Um, it's 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 uh, I think the WikiLeaks is, you know, I, I don't think, I don't know if they're like a, I don't know if he, what his ideology is per se. I've, I've read a few of his, uh, I've read, I've seen a few interviews. I think he's more, you know, um, libertarian to be honest. Yeah, I, I think so too. Assange is a little bit tight-lipped about his personal views, which, you know, I, I, I respect. I mean, he is no, you know, and especially as someone who considers himself to be a journalist, at which, you, you know, it's, it's, I saw a meme earlier today is uh, you know the mainstream media is getting mad at wikileaks for doing what journalists are supposed to do yeah you know um <clears throat> but yeah you know he's a little bit tight-lipped about his personal ideology which i'm perfectly fine with as long as he just keeps out pumping out this information yeah yeah and i i agree that the guy somebody should give this guy a nobel peace prize 
you know, uh, I mean, they gave Barack Obama a Nobel Peace Prize for doing absolutely nothing, and then he proceeded to drop bombs on children. Yep. You know what I mean? So, you know, uh, it may, maybe Barack Obama can hand his over to Julian Assange. Well, you know, they may not give him a Peace Prize, but I'll say this. If he keeps following and doing what he's been doing, he'll be in history books in the future. That's oh, yeah. For yeah. Sure. He already is. He's already in books. I've uh, um, One of my college textbooks had him in it. Um, yeah. Edward Stone, too, on the, on the cover, actually. Yeah. Um, the uh, So, I mean, uh, you know, I think, honestly, I, I've had this idea for a little while. Uh, I think there should be, like, an activist awards kind of uh, – I mean, there already is, like, the the, uh, the uh, Eugene Debs Service Award and stuff like that. If we had, like, a large-scale like, – not because I think promoting individuals and stuff like that is like the is like the key. It just it just gets more people interested in in, in working and like doing hard work. Because right, gives them an the, incentive. Yeah, people. I mean, I see people so so oftentimes they'll they'll uh and, and I love this shit. They'll like critique somebody's uh their activism work and it's like, well go do go go do it better. Yes, <laughs> yeah. please go do it better because we're working for the same yeah. cause. Please yeah. go do this better. <laughs> please, do it better. that would be awesome. Yeah. Oh, it's, it's, it's a kind of competition yeah. that's actually really, really good. It's like, it's like, oh, you think that way will work better? Dude, d- definitely try that. Please, let's work together on trying that. Yeah. Let's do, you know, like, yeah. you know. I would absolutely love it if you could outdo me with this. You yeah. know what I mean? It's yeah. that one thing, you know. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah, it's, it, it, and then it becomes self-replicating. Yeah. And it's, you know, it's like a mycelial network, <laughs> you know. Um, yeah. <laughs> Yeah, it, it, you know, it's just uh, as I said before, it's, it, this is just absurdist. Um, it, it, you, you, it, it's almost like watching a movie. You've got Julian Assange here, who is your uh, almost like a stereotypical Bond villain. He's like a. Uh, this is not a PC thing to say, I suppose, but he's like this albino guy sitting in an embassy somewhere, you know, tapping his finger. You know. And then you've got Donald Trump like this maniacal, loudmouth, <laughs> racist, insane person just saying whatever he comes out of his mouth. I mean, just today, just today, he 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 accidentally, quote unquote, said the word titties instead of cities in a speech. <coughs> you know, it, it just it ludicrous things pop out of his mouth. And then you have Hillary Clinton, who you know is basically your <laughs> again your stereotypical corporate bad guy hmm. you know, uh, and uh, you know essentially an international arms dealer <laughs> you know and, and a, a, a fixer for the petroleum companies uh, you know. but the cool thing is all of us can be the protagonists of this story you yeah. know all of us can be that uh can play that role in taking this down and like and like i mean and what better i mean like in history i mean we have an opportunity right now to take down the largest most horrendous uh thing on earth or go, or go to our demise like it's a it's huge huge story and we all need to start taking part in it and seeing it as this amazing thing that we are able to create something new we have the opportunity now to create something new without without any sort of qualms from most people because it's so so screwed up and we can and we we have this opportunity and maybe the last opportunity that we have um to really move in there and like and step up and rise up and not give up, you know? Right. We're the heroes. We're not marginal. We're not on the on the sidelines watching the politicians change the world. We are the ones. We're the heroes. And I think that's the big realization people need to step into, that this is 
This is this is this is literally probably the most pivotal point in all of human history and we're on the cusp of it and we're directly responsible for it. So it's like how do we want it to end? You know? And I think that I think that is I mean at least for me I think that's been the huge the big realization that it's almost like a uh you know maybe it's a little bit almost of like a messiah complex. I don't know, but I think collectively it's like we are collectively of like have a divine plan here and you know and i think it's it's beneficial to think about it in in an idealistic way like that yeah you know yeah definitely definitely that's a beautiful way of looking at it. i mean the the um the allegory i love liberation theology that's one of my favorite like uh allegorical memetic structures to look to look at through a lens of you know um the 77 uh, sided jewel of spirituality, you know, where you can look at it from different angles and it always looks, um, you know, different, uh, depending on how light's shining on it. But I think that, uh, I think that, you know, just, yes, we all are uh, creating this. And I've heard this term used around the transformative culture a lot, like Christ consciousness, you know, sure. um, yeah. that we're, that we're, that we are, um, that we're not being, uh, we're being perfected into something as a, as a, as a, as a, as a society we're, we're there's, there's the, the old, uh, and gender specific, uh, term yeah. socialist man. Yeah. Um, there's this, there's all these different terms throughout history. People have used, um, to, to just talk about the idea of transforming ourselves into the kind of people we need to be, to be able to leave ourselves out of bondage, yeah. um, to, yeah. um, right. and yeah. to, uh, yeah. to, to, to separate ourselves from the, the continual, um, oppression of uh everyday capitalist existence mm. yeah yeah <clears throat> yeah I, I i agree and certainly i you know like long time listeners to the show you know i mean they know we talk about <clears throat> issues of spirituality oftentimes um yeah you, you know we're all tied to some kind of uh spiritual path in one way or another i think and i think that 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 sense does help to kind of give a a broader outlook on eventual liberation. It brings it into a realm that's not just the concrete, although that's very important, but it brings it into the spiritual realm as well, um, which I think is vitally important for human consciousness, <clears throat> whether or not you, you choose to believe that that's simply an aspect of our biology, that we desire that that uh, that that sense or you believe that it's something deeper uh it's there you know and i think it's 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 a useful thing to 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 look at things by it it, it, it brings me some level of optimism which helps me go yeah. day to day, so. and, and symbolism uh to be able to appreciate things as they uh you know a little bit more um i think that uh one of the greatest i think it was mash right um it talked about how Oh, yeah. Hell is uh, is where people who are guilty suffer. War is where people who are innocent suffer. Yeah. And so, um, and so, I think that what we have right now is is uh, is you know t the ability to um, remove hell from this earth right now uh, in, in 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 large scale sense and bring uh, heaven. Like you talked about a utopian vision, um, we're not going to probably get past interpersonal conflicts. Uh, everyday, you know, kind of like difficulties and stresses and chemical imbalances and all sorts of stuff like that. It, but 
we're we're going to be able to move the incentivization and the and the destructive ramifications that come from alienation and abstraction and uh, and impediment of conflict. And I think that we're going to um, you know that that's that's going to be comparatively like heaven on earth. And I think that these uh, you know um, just being able to go and do what we're passionate about um, and and you know have a community. That, uh, that is there to take care of us and to help uh, foster our interests and foster our passions is going to be is going to be the the most amazing thing uh, because we've been so far removed from anything like that. Um, it's going to be it's it's like it's like the, if you want to get into the uh, spiritual uh, sort of stories and stuff, it's like the prodigal son when they came back, right? Um, the, the you know the indigenous peoples have, have lived this way for a long time, and of mm-hmm. course we've been crushing them and crushing them and displacing them and right. uh, continually doing so with even with green energies. Yeah. Um, the yeah. uh, but we uh, but we, we we now have solar panels on deforestation equipment, by the way. Um, so yeah. the uh, so we uh, yeah. uh, so the, the, but, but but when we get back to that, like when we come back, you know that older brother complex of like you know well he he wasn't here the whole time you know when yeah. we come back we're gonna fill that we're gonna fill it ten times more hardcore this is where we should this is home you know when yeah. we go to the rainbow gatherings and we um when the we return, get back. the prodigal son return and and, and and so people talk about losing their like uh, these people are worried about losing their privileges they don't say it like that but they they're worried about that shit but the thing is they're gonna when they when they release that possessions when they release those those consumerist needs and they release those desires and they release those uh, that 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 platform that they've been pushed up on because of their race or gender or whatever um they're, they're gonna realize that all those things that were holding them up were false yeah. and what's real is the the humanity that they're going to be able to align with um, on a on a on a scale they've never been able to before. Uh, we've talked to people who've moved to intentional communities, for example, um, or have traveled and started to live amongst uh, indigenous folks. And uh, you know, once they took the step, once they got over the trepidation of doing so, they actually found that experience to be just fundamentally and beautifully liberating. I mean, haven't we heard that time and time again, Pat? Time and time again. Yep. There's this, there's this guy, um, Rob Bell told this story. He said uh, there was this gentleman, and he was a photographer for a very like uh, for very many publications, very world renowned photographer. And uh, he um, he went to f- film children who had uh, waterborne illnesses. Right, and he, uh, he. This is the kind of guy who, when he would go to a club, he would sit his bottle, label facing out, because the company would pay him to just sit there with the bottle facing out, because he was so, he was so well known. <laughs> and he yeah. went there and he took yeah. these pictures, and as he's taking these pictures, he's like, why don't these children have drinking water? He's like, he's like, you know, like we have golf courses that use water, like, yeah. you know what I mean? Like, well, why don't these? Why? And, and they, they just couldn't, he couldn't come up with an answer, so he started this thing called Charity Water. Um, dot org mm. and you can uh, there's I'm sure you can look it up and you can um, it, 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 it's it's a pretty good cool project but the thing is that people um, even people who have like everything you know what I mean like I grew up um, very privileged very uh, my parent my dad was a chemical engineer um, I, um, I, I they you know they uh, I've been very privileged in my life but I know that from ha- that from back then like it doesn't matter <sighs> Like to a certain level, yeah. Once you get into like the one percent and shit like that, that's like, but like this, this, you know, it, it's, 
it's not um, those possessions, those things that you can have. Those, those they, they, they just, it, they don't actually, you know, give you any kind of sense of uh, anything but a temporary um, uh, happiness. You know, the, the, there's certain obviously there's certain things that we need as far as like food, shelter, water, um, these kind of things. But a lot of it is just envy and jealousy, where we have to have what that other person has because they have it. And 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 keeping we, up with the Joneses, right? And and like I mean, like look, I I would love. I've never been jet skiing, but I'm sure it would be a really fun experience. But no, but there's no reason why anybody. We have most jet skis in the world right now, to where yeah. not everybody could use them that wanted to use them. Yeah. But we plan obsolescence and these kind of things. I mean, there's so much fun we could be having if we didn't worry so much about possessions and property and, and ownership. Uh, we could be. I mean, we could be sharing everything. We have way more than we need. Yeah, and it's 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 just a matter of like just knocking down those walls of um that that were that uh, that are all like the divine right of kings. They're just ideologies. <laughs> they're just yeah. they're just it's just it's just powers and principalities that ultimately we're fighting against. Right, yeah. right, absolutely. And it, you know we've been ingrained since. I mean, it's literally just been burnt burnt into our neurology. This whole mentality of taking. I need to take, I need to consume more and more and more. Whereas I think a, a fulfilling life is completely counter to that. A fulfilling life is what can I give? What kind of art can I give? How can I give, you know, writing poetry or, or spreading my ideas or talking to someone or giving someone love? And it's, it's, it's much more fulfilling that way. It's a much more fulfilling, healthy, in my opinion, natural way to live. So it's literally like this this you know whole system we're all meshed in has literally distorted and perverted our very essence to its complete opposite. Yeah. I, I I think that's absolutely right. It's uh there's this great there's this great um uh pamphlet and it's called I capitalist and uh and uh there's this great, um, there's a great passage in it. It's, it's by uh, Teresa Smith, and um, I, I've read this to my friends out loud. Like it, it takes about 15 minutes to read. I've read it to several friends, and I can never make it through without like tearing up at some point or another. But one of the key lines in it, and it's just so beautiful. It's like um, when I was a kid, I used to watch my mother soak things in hot sudsy water, and then pick the price tags off with her fingernails. But I know I cannot soak my soul in that water, for if I cleanse myself of all marks of cost, nothing would be left. Because capitalism is not some abstract thing. It is deeply personal. It creates the channels through which care reaches us, or doesn't reach each of us. And that care transforms us into who we are. Um, I'm a hairless mammal. I'm completely dependent upon my society for my biological survival. But under capitalism, my very existence is denied to me if I don't in some way interact with money. It is simply a matter of choosing whether I want money to take my work life or whether I wanted to take my friendships. And that, and like, um, I think that, you know, that, that, that goes back to those, that the idea that we have to develop such strong comradeship that it's, you know, that it's beyond interpersonal conflict that we know we're going to have interpersonal conflict that we know we're going to have stressful days that we know we're going to have hard times. And that's not trying to say we need to put up with abuse by any means. That's, that's not at all what I'm saying, but that we need to learn how to reconcile and, 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 and to communicate and to and to 
to resolve our conflicts. And that's just as much as important part as learning how to shoot. I mean, like it's, uh, you know, it's, uh, it's, 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 we have to be able to um, do all these things to be able to actually build a society we want to build. I mean, we learned obviously from many different revolutionary scenarios, Che Guevara, for instance, the, the building, ag- the building agrarian societies, while very, 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 very pivotal and very, very, very important, isn't enough. We have to build also ca- communities capable of defense, mm-hmm. and um, that, that 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 there will be a time whenever those who you know want to maintain the system see the writing on the wall, and those opportunists come in and they say, "Oh, well, we'll buy this land for all of you, and we'll be the ones on the deed." You know what I mean? And and when when the time comes and those systems collapse and that law doesn't actually mean anything anymore. Mm. Well, if they can figure out a way to make that law mean something again, and they'd be the one to hold it, if they had that mentality in their head, they're going to do so by whatever means they need to. So we have to be able to defend ourselves by whatever means we need to. And, uh, you know, that happens differently, you know, Catalonia, you know, it kind of just happened by proxy. Oftentimes the, the capitalist landowner, they'd be like, well, you're not going to hire anybody to work your land. So you can work as much as you want to, but we're going to like take what you don't work. You know, and then eventually they would just be like, well, might as well not live in this big, huge house by myself and not be able to get any, you know, trade with anybody or do anything like that. So mm. might as well go with it. Yeah. I mean, but, but there's, but there's going to be times when, when we have to uh, stand up and, and uh, defend ourselves against uh, the system. And I think, but I think that, that the, the, the big part's going to be getting past our sectarianism. Um, yeah. And that that's going to be the, because once we get past our sectarianism, any kind of, um, battle we face, we can really start to uh, push past the need for um, the need for uh, this kind of defense versus uh, you know systemic violence, and move towards well, what do we really need yeah. as individual human beings? Because we're all individual human beings, regardless of what wealth we have or once had or whatever. Um, so, but it's 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 gonna it's gonna be situational, of course. Um, I think. I think in the end, uh, and, and let me know what you you two think about this, is that uh, our our relationships, our interpersonal relationships in our communities need to be and must be more important than our relationships with the state, with the law, with our ideologies, with our ideas, or within... Uh, our, our economic system, or even our cultures, our, our interpersonal relationships in our communities need to be more vital and vibrant than our relationships with those abstract concepts. Yeah, and I think that's uh, that's um, one thing I wanted to talk about. We were talking about this earlier, and I just want to touch on this briefly. But um, and this, I see so much sectarianism, you know. And uh, one place I've seen sectarianism recently, and I kind of want to talk on this just a little bit. Because I've had a lot of friends, um, because I used to be part of a group called Deep Green Resistance, mm-hmm. and um, I didn't have a full understanding of what of radical feminism, um, and I and I don't think that uh, that uh, because I don't really wanted to be, and I really am, and I hope I am a strong trans uh, uh, gender advocate and, and an ally, and I believe that people should be able to have. Uh, that it shouldn't be a class. Uh, it shouldn't be um, only those who have a certain class privilege should be able to pass. I think that people who are in jail should be able to get the hormones they want to get. Uh, I believe that they. Uh, I believe that all of those things. I believe that people should be able to uh, be whoever they want to be and present themselves whoever however they want to. Um, now, just like being a vegetarian, for instance, 
that doesn't necessarily mean that because I'm a vegetarian, the factory farming has stopped. I think that just because, uh, and I don't think that, but I don't think that that's every vegetarian's desire. I don't think that trans people will necessarily um, uh, have a political desire. We can see that Bruce Jenner, um, Caitlyn Jenner, uh, is uh, sorry, uh, is 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 obviously doesn't have the same politics as as those of us who oftentimes promote LGBT rights. Yeah. Um, but 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 they um, have every right to be able to um, express themselves how they want to. Now at the same time, I don't. Uh, I think that what what DGR talks about, for instance, is that gender as a hierarchy. Um, that, that that males are always on top of that hierarchy, and um, that that doesn't that that, that that doesn't necessarily mean just because you, you might be pro um, any given uh, identity issue doesn't mean that you're actually working towards stopping the problems that actually marginalize people, and that those those the, the, while those the, the while the problems that um, trans people face are are extremely huge and we need to be fighting right alongside them in intersectional causes, that doesn't mean they're the exact same. As as those that people who were born um, women face, they they don't have the exact same. So we need it's, it's the same thing with people, people women of color. Mm-hmm. They don't have the exact same uh, intersectionality as women of. Uh, and I think that there's a dialogue there. The thing is that there's been death threats from one side. There's been uh, I have seen transphobia from from radical feminists who are transphobic. Um, I've seen I've seen I've seen both sides of these kind of things, and it's uh and it's it's yeah, I would love to see some open dialogue now as a cis male. I don't purport to say that, that I want to say how any marginalized group should, and these are both marginalized groups, uh, should, but I would love to see some sort of common dialogue between these two groups. And I, and I think that, uh, you know, it's, 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 uh, because it's, because oftentimes I think it's a matter of not actually knowing what the ideology is that the people that the and so, and so, and so, but, but they have a great critique of, of gender. And I think that, um, if, if, um, if we could, if they're, and, but they're treated like fascists. They're treated like they're deplat, and I'm not. I, I'm not going to excuse every single thing that I've ever seen a, a DGR person or a person um, who's considered so radical feminist rights. I've seen a lot of things that I do not agree with straight up, and I, I think it's probably trans antagonistic, if not transphobic. At the same time, I think there's been death threats from trans activists, but I'm not going to say all trans activists are like you know, like you know what I'm saying. So, so it's it's if there could be a constructive dialogue there, I think there's a lot. That and, and I'm just using this as an example um, uh, of like how we can work together despite the fact that we may have uh, certain disagreements on certain some oftentimes semantic issues like um, being called a cis woman or a cis man. Um, that that that's a, that's a that's a that's that I can understand why somebody wouldn't want to say, well, I'm a woman. Well, I'm a woman. I don't need to have a, this in front of me. But for semantic reasons, it makes sense in a conversation to say cis woman oftentimes just just to be able to be able to understand what you differentiate. Um, and I think that people take that, uh, and I, I, again, like if somebody's marginalized and they feel like they're being marginalized by that term, I can, I can, I can, I can sympathize with that, but, um, uh, not because I've been, not because I've been marginalized in that regard, but because I, intersectionality, I understand what it's like to be marginalized in a way, like first to be called a conspiracy theorist when you're an activist, you yeah. know? Um, so, yeah. so there's, I just I have friends who and comrades who are on both sides of that, and I think that it's it's a it's a it's um it's one of those issues on the left where we can't get to what the root of what people are saying is actually it actually is because we're so um, worried about like just attacking each other a lot of yeah. times and 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 what do you think about that? Eric? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, 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 largely, I agree, and, and certainly I see a problem on the. Yeah, I see a problem, especially with uh, leftist activists 
who can be just as ideological as anybody else. Um, it, you, you know, honestly, I, I, I hate to see oftentimes, especially, <clears throat> I, I, I hate to see activists reset, uh, reject intersectionality theories because I think it's pretty vital to looking at oppression as a structure, right? But that's all that, but that's activist language. All right, so, so fundamentally what I'll say about all of that, not using, you know, activist language, is that I believe that people in oppressed groups ne need to fundamentally come together to resist the sources of our oppression. And all of those differences in the end don't matter. And in the end, you, you know, and, and I'll, I'm sure I'll hear something about this, but in the end, all of our identity politics don't, particularly matter in the grand scheme until we get rid of structural state and corporate oppression. Uh, we can we can sort those things out as we go along. We could do a whole lot better interacting with each other. Mm -hmm. We could do a ton better. Uh, but the, I think the focus needs to be on getting rid of the systemic structural oppression and uh, engaging with the people in our communities on an individual basis to kind of heal the divides that are caused by identity politics and uh, uh, self-identification or group identification. Mm -hmm. and, you know. and that, that, that also spreads to like, for instance, if a person who is uh, um, Muslim decided to uh, stand up in a proletariat revolutionary strategy, I swear to God, the mainstream media would just cover it as, 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 a, as a Muslim person acting violence. They wouldn't even cover the root cause of it. Um, and it, that's so, that's so like, that's, you know, that's this grouping mentality. We have to group people based on their ideology and it's kind of, it's kind of kicked back on us. Like, not based on their ideology, based on their, um, based on, uh, whatever, uh, specific classification that, um, that very much, you know, it, it's important to be able to, uh, be able to, uh, say I identify as this particular thing and, and I, and I deserve rights to be able to identify as this particular thing. It's a, it's a, it's, it's a bit different to say, um, whenever the, when the, when the mainstream media uses that back at us, like saying, well, you identify as this thing, that means you're like all these other, uh, people in this group. And it, it's, uh, it's, it's, it's kind of a, we're all in this together, you know? And, exactly. Uh, yeah. We're, we're all in this together, you know, fundamentally. And, and, and you know, it, it's, <laughs> you know, especially when we're engaging with the majority of people, you know, it's frustrating about only, especially I encourage anybody not to just engage in activist circles okay uh the majority the majority of people out there don't give a fuck what the term deplatforming means you know what i mean you know but people out there don't really give a damn about any of that they're concerned about their needs yeah. right and they feel their impress they feel oppression intuitively and honestly i think that the mainstream right in the united states and elsewhere are they're, they're gonna come to be comfortable with transgendered individuals far quicker than some parts of the activist community. Mm. I, I really think that, you know, it, it, you know, I was talking about this earlier in, in terms of transgendered uh, uh, issues. Um, look, uh, the, you know, the surgical aspect of transgender uh, identification is very new. And of course, people are going to be uncomfortable with it, right? Because it challenges deep-seated cultural paradigms gives us an opportunity to talk about those paradigms okay mm. but i do believe 
that soon, within this generation, especially the millennial generation and the generations that's going to come after that, uh, I think transgendered uh, identification is going to be just as acceptable as LGBTQ, okay? Uh, the mainstream LGBTQ movement um, is now, which is not perfect, but it's getting there, you know? And I, and I honestly do think that it's, it's going to get to that point. And I think the mainstream is going to come to it a little sooner. Yeah, and they, and I think that's um that's that's going to be that that we that I'm I'm so proud of the brave you know people who who've stood up for anything that they uh, that that helps move the conversation towards uh, liberation from these uh, these ideals of uh, what was you know the and, and that's that's um that's that's so important to be able to have strong activists and strong, amazing people like Chelsea Manning, like, uh, you yeah. know, who've done so many amazing things who can, uh, it's important to have people who we, who, um, people that, that, that identify in the same way that we do have places, uh, of, of somewhat credibility or prestige and do great, amazing things to push, um, to, to say, look, you know, we're all, uh, we're all in this together again, you know? And, and so I think that um, that there is an important part for all of us to be able to like you know say hey I'm part of this movement or I'm part of this other movement or I'm or I'm, I'm a big activist in this particular regard and yeah. but uh, if we don't realize that this is all tied together this is all so tied together that um, that your ability to use a bathroom um, and my ability yeah. to um, my ability to uh, um, girl garden. You know, um, your ability to um, not get shot in the fucking streets and uh, and your sister's ability not to get, you know, um, raped at a frat party. Yeah. You know, is, is, is these are all tied together into these ideas of domination, which I mean, that's that's what feminism is, 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 is at the root all about is, is the idea that we can get past these uh, dominative uh, structures of coercion and get into something that is that is that is, you know, more balanced and, and more, you know, and, and more. Is, 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 and that's that's and, and yeah and fundamentally and we're gonna have to we're gonna have to wrap it up here but uh, but fundamentally I guess you know the analogy would be so, you know some folks are born on third base some folks are born on first base but if we're gonna win the game we got to get everybody across home plate mm -hmm. you know so um, John uh, I want to thank you for, uh, for 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 joining us tonight um, thank you all for having me yeah that was great it was a pleasure. It's been a hell of a journey. Um, I guess, uh, first of all, uh, talk a little bit about where people can uh, find your work. You can find me on Facebook. Um, you can follow me, John Carico, C-A-R-I-C-O, J-O-H-N. I also have a public page that is for my journalism, uh, John Carico, J-O-H-N, C-A-R-I-C-O. You can look me up, fifth column, John Carico on Google, and you can find all my articles and interviews. Um, you can uh, find... Um, some of my artwork on Degenerate Art on Facebook uh, might be kind of hard because there's probably more than one. Um, and uh, uh, definitely uh, look uh, in the near future for How to Overthrow an Empire, mm. um, guest hosted by, I mean, hosted by myself and Eric Scott and produced uh, in part by Christopher Artell. Yeah, so you'll be able to see my handsome face on that one as well, folks. Very handsome, <laughs> Very handsome face. Uh, 
All right, well, John, I appreciate you joining us. Uh, this has been the Free Radical Media Podcast. I'm joined, as ever, by Patrick Ryan. Um, <clears throat> I would like it if you all checked out our Patreon page. That's uh, patreon.com slash freeradicalmedia, I do believe. Uh, if you want to contribute to what we do, we're, uh, we're doing the podcast as ever, and we're on social media platforms. We're trying to branch out into some video and documentary series, bring you more interesting content. Uh, so please consider contributing to us via Patreon, and you'll get a lot of inside information and uh, updates from us doing that. Uh, failing that, or plus that, you can find us, follow us on Facebook, on Twitter, on Instagram, on Tumblr, and most of your social media platforms. Just throw Free Radical Media on in there and check us out. I want to thank you again for joining us this evening, and we will talk to you next time.